Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Selena. Together, we are moms to five children, including two sets of twins. At Tweet Dreams, we are passionate about helping families achieve the peaceful night's rest they deserve because we were formerly overwhelmed and sleep deprived ourselves. We love nothing more than helping families achieve their specific sleep goals. So the whole family can be rested and thriving. On this podcast, you'll not just hear about sleep related topics, we'll chat about how it started, where we are today, and the experiences that have shaped us as mothers of twins. We hope you'll enjoy listening to the ups and downs, the highs and lows, and everything in between. Hey girl, are you tired? Not only tired from lack of sleep, but tired from searching all over the internet for sleep advice that's specific to your twins? Here at Tweet Dreams, we know that twin-specific advice and routines should be easy to find and access, and that's why we are a one-stop shop for you as a sleep resource. Our blog is chock full of advice for twins when it comes to naps, night weaning, sleeping through the night, and so much more. Not sure where to start? Be sure to grab our free twin sleep guide available for download today. This guide will walk you through an optimal bedtime routine, how to keep them synced throughout the day, and how to keep a routine going. As twin moms, we know how special those breaks are and we want you to have them. Check out the show notes to grab your copy. Hey there, it's Lindsay and Stelina here. We're back with another episode of Twin Life with Tweet Dreams. So today we want to chat about the stereotypes and kind of things we see online when we're in mom groups and things like that about baby A versus baby B. Maybe when it comes to like temperament, sleep habits, like developmental milestones, like is there like a true kind of stereotype that like one is sort of like this, the other one is sort of like that? We would love to share our own unique experiences here. I feel like we can confirm, at least in our households, that like we both have that baby B that's just quote unquote super special. And we sure do. <laughs> I know mine requires a lot more patient and gentle parenting in my house. Yes, I definitely agree. Baby B is um, more emotional in my household. Um, she definitely fits that stereotype of baby B a little bit better. But I think I have a really unique perspective because when I was pregnant, baby A and baby B switched places at the very end. I think I talked about this in the birth story episode where baby A, when, when she came out, like the baby A, when she came out, was originally baby B. Like she was on top. And what happened was she like broke my water. She just like decided to go down and switch places on March 8th. That day they decided to come six weeks early wow. and became baby A. And I, I, I know this too because she was my IUGR. So when she came out first and they were like, oh, baby A, 4.7 pounds. And I was like, oh God, what's the other one then? Is she even less? Like I thought like the other one was the IUGR and then she was 5.1 pounds. So she was more. So I'm like, hold on a second. That doesn't make sense. And they said, oh, they, they switched places. Wow. And I was like, what? I didn't think that was a thing. So anyway, I thought baby A was like one the whole time. And I thought baby B was one the whole time during my pregnancy. We kind of like had thought of the names and stuff. And then we were like, hold on a second. Yeah. No, that's not true. <laughs> so anyway, um, <clears throat> however, I, I will say that my baby A 
was an amazing baby, like a great infant. I would wish this kind of baby on like everybody. Um, even as a first time mom, she was just easier, like barely spit up, would just sleep like didn't cry much, didn't have any feeding issues whatsoever. Like she was just a really, really good baby. Right. And baby B, uh, I don't want to say she was like a bad baby, but she definitely cried more as an infant. She had like a little bit of the feeding struggles with the acid reflux, has like a certain kind of cry that you can hear from like probably miles away, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, so she was definitely a little bit more challenging. Um, And I'll, I mean, I think that's even now, but I will say like now that they're toddlers, I do notice some kind of switching places sometimes in that regard. And it's probably kind of a twin thing or maybe even just a sibling thing. Like a lot of the time, like baby B is like more challenging, but I find myself now that they're toddlers being like, oh, hold on a second, baby A, why are you acting up? Oh, it's because you're a toddler. Hold <laughs> on, like now you're a toddler and it doesn't really matter who's baby A and baby B. But I'd say like generally speaking, um, baby A hasn't had many sleep regressions, if any at all, that I can even like recall, honestly. Like she kind of was always on baby B's schedule, right? So like she could stay up longer during the day, but like baby B needed to go to sleep for a nap. So like, all right, sorry, baby A. We're going to go to bed because baby B can't take it anymore. Mm -hmm. And, you know, baby B would have like tantrums and stuff and I'd have to console her more. And baby A would just have to be like waiting in the background. Like, all right. Like even to this day, she'll tell her sister, like, can you stop screaming? Like enough, you know, we we can't do that right now. I'm like, why is she being so logical? She's two years old. (laughs) So I definitely see that with my kids. I feel like it naturally creates like a birth order effect in a way where the ba- it, in my situation as well, where my twin A, she's almost become like motherly type because I see that too. baby B is emotional. She gets herself in trouble. <laughs> she doesn't make good decisions sometimes. And I mean, even recently, my twin B was having like a meltdown. She was crying. You know, I told her that I was sorry that... We weren't doing X, Y, Z that she wanted to do or whatever it was. And so she's sitting on the couch and she's screaming, right? I look over at my other daughter and she's just like calmly sitting there and she's got her hands over her ears because she's just like conditioned herself to sort of protect herself from her sister's like antics. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, and she sort of, it's put her in this place where it might be even a little bit negative, like from my perspective that she doesn't maybe feel comfortable acting out herself because her sister already does that enough for everybody. You know, she's kind of like, let's keep the peace. Mm -hmm. And mine are almost going to turn six. And so I've seen this evolve over several years, obviously. But yeah, in a way, and I've been curious about birth order before because it kind of annoys me when like you're at Target and the lady's like, oh, they're twins. You know, obviously everybody gets this. Who's older? And I'm like, they're the same age. You know, like Mm -hmm. why does it matter who's older? You know, and I think that gives kids complexes. It truly doesn't matter. Like they were born either 30 seconds apart or 10 minutes or whatever it was. And so 
Yeah, mine were one minute. It's like one minute. Yeah, you know? so do you like identify <laughs> that one's older or has that come up? I mean, by default, I guess she is older because she was born a minute earlier, but they don't ask that question. I think they're still too little. I kind of tried to tell them the other day that they're twins. I tried to like explain this to them. <laughs> And they like, they still don't get it. I was like, you're twins. Deer in like, headlights. That means you were born the same day. Like you're, you're twins. Cause we were reading a book about twins and they were like, what twins? So I'll, I'll revisit that at yeah, some report point. Back um, on that and one. I'm sure, you know, those questions. Yeah. I'm sure that question will come up, you know, when they're older, like who's older. And then maybe the one who's older will capitalize on that. I don't know, but I definitely do see that with my, with my twin A too. She'll try and kind of like tell twin B all right, calm down. Like, we can't do that. They were having an argument the other day about going outside with boots on and it was like not boots weather at all. And twin A was like, all right, fine. I'll wear my sneakers. I'm good. And then twin B, I swear, it took like 20 minutes to leave the house because she wanted to wear her boots. Mm. And twin A is just telling her, like in in two-year-old language, she's telling her, that you cannot wear your boots because it's not snowing today. Like trying to like really rationalize. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it was just so funny. Yeah. It's like, Hey, the quicker you stop crying, the quicker we can actually go do the thing, you know? And that's like exactly. what my twin A says all the time. Like, you know, if you whine too much, we can't do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, she's like such a little mother, <laughs> but it's hard, especially when you, you watch them side by side. There's so much comparison. Like, let's say you just had your twin A and she was growing up by herself, or you just had your twin B and she's growing up by herself. You just be like, oh, that's her, you know? And so it's really a different right. perspective when you see them side by side and you're like, well, is this wrong? Is this right? What's the matter? Am I doing something differently with her that I'm doing with the other one? Those are some things I've questioned myself with at least especially when it comes to like the emotional piece, you know, of course they're not going to crawl at the same time, walk at the same time. Although mine, my twin a was ahead of the game, gross motor skills wise for everything. I, I joke that like my baby B was in a curled up little ball for like eight months. Like it took her that long to like uncurl her fists. Like she just was so Aww. like, yeah. Such a squishy little muffin. Diff. Yeah. Just yep. like real. Mm -hmm. And my other one was just like doing jumping jacks, you know, and she still does that. It's really funny. Like if they're watching TV, my baby B is, she's got her pillow. She's got her blanket. She's got her cup of water next to her. She's like my kid to a T. And then mm -hmm. twin A is like watching TV while balancing on like a, our like little balance beam. Like she just doesn't like sit down. Oh yeah. I'm like, you can relax. Yeah. Like we're watching TV. Like her body's just like always moving, which is probably why she sleeps better maybe because she just like wears herself out. But yeah, you know, and like you said before, we can't really identify what's what because especially in the first couple of years, they switch like flip flop, you know, it's like, oh, she's my more I definitely see that. high needs. Okay. But wait, like two weeks later now, she's more whiny. <laughs> So like, what's happening here? Right. I definitely see it with pain a little bit, though. Like um, from the beginning, um, when the kids got shots, baby B definitely took it worse, usually. Um, and I think that's still to this day, um, her with pain. It's really hard. I've definitely taken her to the doctor a little bit more just to be like, okay, is she acting like this because she has an ear infection or something's wrong? Or 
is it because like something's like she's teething and I don't know about it. Like maybe three or four months ago, I took her in because she was just not acting like herself. I wanted to make sure it wasn't, wasn't an ear infection. Lo and behold, she's like getting her molars in, two-year molars in. And I was like, okay, like my other one was getting her molars in too because I could see, but I wouldn't have even known, Mm -hmm. you know, like I just wouldn't have even known because they just act differently towards, you know, some discomfort, which is totally acceptable and fine. And everybody's different in that um, part of life. Yeah. Are they like, Um, but it just goes to show. Yeah. And, or they internalize a bad day, like way worse than the other one you know we've talked about this before like your kids are at that age where it's like they're aware of the feelings they know what's going on it's just like that communication piece that's still sort of missing and it's just creates that layer of ambiguity and like frustration like on your part their part and so like i've told you you know she'll my baby b will look like she's having a bad day and we've like helped her identify that like you know how you just like feel crabby, but like you just, there's really no reason. Mm-hmm. Like kids are allowed to just feel crabby. So I'll just be like, did you have a bad day? Are you having a bad day? And she's like, yeah, I'm having a bad day, you know? And so it just kind of like helps her vocalize it and, and that kind of thing, which is super healthy. And so I'm working on that with my baby A because she's just so go with the flow. I'm like, Hey babe, is anything bothering you? Like at bedtime, is there anything you want to talk to me about? And she'll just be like, no, I'm good. You know, she's like, so just easygoing. I'm like, I'm going to crack you mm-hmm. open like a nut sometime. Like yep. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. But yeah, it's the same with like boo-boos with oh, my kids yeah. too. Like if baby A falls, sure. Maybe she'll like cry a little bit. And then if I, as long as I don't make a big deal out of it, it's like, oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. And then the other one, it's like the world is ending if she gets a scratch. (laughs) Yeah. But it's all good, you know? Exactly. What about yours when it comes to skills? Like my twins are very different in their skill levels and doesn't mean that the skills aren't there. It's just like like how they process and how they learn. Um, Have you seen any of that? So yes and no. I mean, I think I'm pretty lucky in the sense that my twins kind of hit most of their milestones right around the same time. So I didn't have like too much time to compare them and be like, oh God, it's been months and this one's like still not walking. I didn't have any of that, which I'm thankful for because I know I would have like gone down a rabbit hole. They pretty much walked around almost the same time. Baby B actually talked first and a lot more than baby A, but baby A was always like saying words and stuff. I think baby B was just advanced for for talking. As far as right now, they're two and a half and I can definitely see they have different interests and different levels of focus on different things though. So they can both focus pretty well. It just depends what it is. So like baby A loves like crafts and um, coloring, stickers, stuff like that. So she can like focus on that for a long time. And baby B, she's probably more like me, like no artistic ability whatsoever. (laughs) So she's like uh, trying to color this picture. It looks terrible. Like I'm done. (laughs) But she really likes to look at books. So if I give her one of those lift the flap books, she like loves them with all like the little, little flaps. Um, She'll like just sit there and like open each picture and like ask me what it is and like what it says. So she can really focus on that. And I don't want to like say this yet, but I'll just say it. I think baby B 
is probably more athletic. Okay. Just in her built, I can see it. And she runs very fast. Like this girl has wheels. <laughs> so who knows if maybe she'll excel in a sport um, more than the other one. I don't know. I don't really want to say that just yet, but I can just see like, as of right now, I can see Baby B has like a lot of energy. So who knows what's going to happen in the future as far as that goes. But um, luckily they've been hitting their milestones like on track at least, you know, maybe within a few weeks. And, you know, my son, I also have a singleton who's 14 months now and talk about the comparison game. This kid has like beat them in every milestone possible. Like, yeah, we're going to get uh, him know, signed up for like at nine months, like, the Olympics or something. ridiculous. <laughs> but I think it's because he has to keep up with them. That's so true. I think that's, that's a whole other episode about having a third kid after twins. Like, I think he was just destined to like do stuff early because he just had two little friends that were already doing it. Of course. So, yeah. 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 He's, he's amazing. He kind of came out of the, uh, he came out of the womb walking. No, I think, oh, yeah. I think you're going to uncover sort of more when like we're getting into three and four, a little bit preschool stuff. That's really where I've seen like the biggest differences right. with mine and that, you know, my twin A can pick up a pair of scissors and just cut something out with no anything. And my twin A is much more of a quality time type person. She loves to help and be helped. So we really struggle with, hey, it's gotten a lot better, trust me. But sitting her down and being like, let's do this activity that she knows how to do. She just struggles with trying, you know, and like we fail, Mm -hmm. we don't give up, we keep trying, we keep going. Like we talk about practice, we have to practice to get better. And so we really struggle with that with her. And so that's why I split them up classes for kindergarten, which I've shared on Instagram before. It was really just a no-brainer for me, just based off of their skill set. And, you know, I didn't want my twin A to be outshining her in any way. That's tough, right? They're not going to get the same grades. They're not going to learn at the same level. So that's been good so far. They've done really well. Uh, We're about to have parent-teacher conferences next week. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, like, what am I going to find out? Which I'm sure everything's going to be fine. But that's been... It's going to be stuff you already know anyway. No, that's true, right? It's just, I actually struggled to even, they give you this paper like a week in advance. And it's like, what questions do you want addressed during the meeting? So you're not going into this meeting and you're like, what should we talk about? And for twin A, Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't even know what to put on here. Like, because she's so self-sufficient. Like, I don't worry about her at all. Now, I worry about her a little bit in the social aspect because this girl, she could play by herself for eight hours. You know, she's so fiercely independent that I wonder, like, she's got her head in the clouds a little bit. And so I do want to talk about the social aspect of it. Like, is she going out of her way to make friends? Is she talking to people? Is she appearing to be left out? You know, with Mm -hmm. twin A, I have no worries about that. She's like a social butterfly. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, if you're starting kindergarten, if you're starting pre-K, make a list of the pros and cons and listen to your heart when it comes to different classes. It's been really, really great, yet inconvenient. So most twin parents I talk to 
have older kids, they're like, oh, don't do that to yourself. Like if you split them up, you have two room teachers, you've got two class parties, you've got two permission slips, like two full, you know, everything's double. Like, why would you do that to yourself? But in my opinion, and what works for our family is I just felt like for them to be the individuals that they are, I just was like, this is what we're doing. And like the first week of school, they got sent to school with like the different the wrong colored t-shirts on because I mm-hmm. couldn't figure it out because I had kids in the same room that are the different rooms that weren't doing the same twins. color. Yep. <laughs> and the, the kindergarten teacher, she was like, oh yeah, I'm so sorry about that. I'm like, no, I'm just getting the first taste of what it's like to do it simultaneously yet different, right? So yeah, baby A, baby B, they're just so different yet the same. I think this is an important episode to cover. And really at my stage in the game, I can see those personalities really coming through. But in the beginning, it's just really hard to know, like, what are they going to be like? What's their strengths? What their weaknesses? You know, and it'll, it'll all shake out. Selena, I'm looking for. They're going to be who yeah. they're going to be, yeah. right? And so I'm like, they are who they are. Yeah. And they're twins. They're, That's only one part of them. It is. And they're growing up as a twin, which is just automatically going to shape their childhood, their personalities, you know. And I love for you, Selena, that you've got the the third wheel over there and they can just be like a little pack. Oh yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm secretly jealous, but you did all the hard work, not me. So <laughs> you, you can, you can come over here and then we'll find out if you're actually jealous. <laughs> but anyway, no, I love them all. They're, they're all great. They're all different kids. So yeah. Um, I really had a great time talking about this. You know, it's just, it's something that a lot of parents, twins and not twin parents, um, ask me all the time, like, are they different? Are they the same? Why? Why not? So I hope the listeners um, get some great information from this. Yep. All right. Thanks for uh, hanging out today and we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. If you liked this episode and conversation, be sure to leave a review or rating. Share it with a friend on social media or a family member. It's our goal to reach as many parents of multiples and singletons alike. You're not alone in your parenting journey. If you'd like to hear about a specific topic or have an episode idea, please feel free to message us. We're here to help. 